Welcome to episode 12 of Raw Chatter, The Stuff That Matters. I am your host, Vicky Midwood, and bi-weekly this podcast comes out one week. It is with a guest on an amazingly important but sometimes raw and triggering subject. And the second podcast of the month is just me uh, talking to you. And I hope you're going to enjoy this because I'm talking all about pleasure and health and being true to yourself. And why this is important right now is because I have collaborated with a wonderful lady called Jessica Staniforth, who is a sexication and intimacy coach. And she helps people in a really simple, straightforward, no BS way to get in touch with themselves. But we both are passionate about understanding the role that sex and intimacy and pleasure play in terms of a rounded, healthy lifestyle. And that's what I want to talk to you about for the simple reason that there are so many of us who believe that talking about how we feel and talking about our bodies and the sensations that we experience is somehow naughty, bad, should be kept inside and not discussed with anyone. But that leads to an awful lot of uncertainty and wondering whether we are, in inverted quote marks, doing it right. And and just what are the feelings that we're feeling? Because honestly, when it comes to feeling intimate with somebody, when it comes to body sensations, when it comes to how you experience pleasure, it's unique and it's different for everybody. And there isn't a right way. There's just knowing, is it pleasurable or not? And that's how simple it is. Because when it comes to health, all that really means is feeling good mentally, emotionally, and physically, and able to manage life and do the stuff you want to do. And when it comes to pleasure, all it simply means is anything that feels good. And it is that simple. So when we're talking about pleasure, when we're talking about intimacy, are we always talking about sex? No, of course not. But that's often where people go to. And this is why Jessica and I have decided to do uh, a health and pleasure festival. And it is happening uh, on our hub. Now, it's going out live on 15th, that's this Wednesday of June from 7pm. But here's the great exciting thing. We are going to be keeping all of our guests recordings and we are setting up an amazing directory slash education slash connection hub for all of the people who are going to be live on our event. But also we're going to be inviting some experts and specialists and people who are just bloody brilliant at what they do and you'd like to work with them perhaps don't know where to find them. That's what we're creating. And the reason for that is we want everybody to start feeling more comfortable and open talking about this stuff. See, from my point of view, I don't really think you can be fully able to experience the joys of feeling healthy if you don't feel pleasure. Because we don't want to keep on doing stuff if it doesn't feel good, do we? 
And that's just humans. That's that's not you. It's not, you know, you're not being weird, right? It kind of makes sense. If we're not enjoying something, why do we want to keep doing it? Well, we don't, do we? But what we often do is tell ourselves we must, we should, we ought to. Well, everybody else is and look how healthy and happy they are. That's actually totally irrelevant. And this is where being true to yourself becomes so important because we're not all the same. Yes, in terms of, of simple anatomy, right? We've all got the same organs and we've all got, hopefully, two arms, two legs, a head, two eyes that work, a nose, ears, mouth, a tongue that moves up and down so we can taste food and create words and lips and all that kind of good stuff. We've, we've got that, right? But that's about it when it comes to how similar we all are. We've got the same parts, you know, but not all of us. And for those of you who haven't, you're pretty damn good at adapting and finding out ways of working out what is pleasurable. Because honestly, when you haven't got something that's working as optimally as it could, whether it's your eyes, whether it's your hearing, whether it's your taste buds, whether you have got missing limbs or you've got organs that aren't working properly, you're probably going to be much more tuned in to yourself and what you actually like and what you don't. And that's something that we're not really taught to explore much. And yet, with my clients, the people that I work with who have health issues that have been brought about really because of their poor relationship with themselves and with their body, and because of that poor relationship, they have overeaten on the foods that are not helpful and perhaps overdone it on the alcohol and smoking and, and all that kind of stuff. And because of that, they've got health issues. And what they fail to understand is that I don't just talk about changing behaviors, but I also talk very much about the words that they're using to themselves in their own heads. What we should do, what we must do, what we have to do are the things that we've been taught by society, by our parents, by teachers, by anybody who we think knows better than we do and is in authority. And here's the thing, these people don't necessarily know better than you do. And they certainly don't know how your body feels because only you do. And this is why it's so important to allow yourself the opportunity to actually discover and be honest, crucial word there, be honest with yourself about what you actually enjoy and what you don't. Now, when it comes to allowing yourself to discover what feels good, a lot of people shy away from touching themselves. And when I say that, if your brain's gone straight to masturbation, well, yes, that's one of the things that I mean. But the other thing is just literally stroking your own skin with your fingers. Right? Because just that gentle stroking from the tops of your shoulders down to your elbows, and maybe you'd like to join with me now if you just literally sit on a, on a chair and just allow yourself to just cross your arms over your chest so that your hands are touching the opposite shoulders. Ideally, bare skin is better for this, but it doesn't matter if you've got a, a top on, it's absolutely fine. You just literally very gently with the pads of your fingertips, just stroke down to your elbows and then go right to your hands so that your hands now come apart and then cross them over. So you've now got your arms crossed again, but with the other arm on the top. 
Now that feels a bit weird, doesn't it, right? Because you, we all have a favoured top arm and a favoured bottom arm, but weird isn't necessarily uncomfortable or unpleasurable. It's just different. And that's what I want you to connect to, right? When we talk about not liking something, do we honestly not like it because it's unfamiliar? Or do we genuinely not like it? And that's, again, something that I invite you to explore. Because it's unfamiliar and it's different, our brain will automatically go to, oh, don't like this, just because it's that. It's unfamiliar and it's different. But we can't learn about ourselves and we can't grow and we can't open ourselves up to new experiences unless we allow ourselves to feel different. And that means experiencing different sensations. Different doesn't mean wrong or bad or that we shouldn't do it. It just literally means that it's different. So do the same thing. Just literally stroke down and then repeat it. And you're just literally stroking the whole of your arm, including your fingers, and just alternating, crossing over those arms over your chest. Now, some of you may not want to do the crossing over because you really don't like it, and that's okay. So you literally just stroke from your shoulders down to your elbow joint and just keep repeating it. It's a smooth and it's a fluid, and yes, I'm doing it as I'm talking to you. It's a smooth and it's a fluid, gentle, rhythmical, consistent action, and that should allow you to feel quite calm, but a bit more connected to yourself. And that's all we're talking about. When we're talking about touch, you can do the same thing in the shower. And one of the things that I love to get my clients to do, and Jessica does the same, is to just get yourself to know what do you like in the shower. You know, play around with do you really like it when you're washing your hair really slowly but firmly? It's like giving yourself an Indian head massage. Do you enjoy that? That's pleasurable. Do more of it. Do you like actually feeling your boobs and your nipples and you've got to do it ladies anyway because you've got to check out what's going on and if you've got any lumps but enjoy the experience of going yeah what actually do I like do I like to flick my own nipples do I like to squeeze them do I like to give them a little bit of a twist what feels good for me what doesn't it's your body get to know it we've got this weird idea somehow that our body isn't ours that we hand over responsibility to a, a GP or a, or a specialist in certain areas and, and we don't actually understand it or know how it works. Well, I'm going to invite you to change that. Most guys have a little bit of an advantage over most women in that they can see their penis. So every time they have a wee, they can have a look, right? But it's not that easy for them to see the balls. They're the same thing in the shower. Let them explore. They need to be feeling for lumps and stuff. But what feels good? Do they like them to be squeezed? Do they not? Do they like them to be stroked? What What do they like in terms of of their butthole? Do they Do they like it around it? Do they like to put a finger inside? The same with you, women. It's not bad and it's not dirty. It's what feels good for me and for my body. And actually what just feels different and maybe if I repeat it a few times I can then make a better decision as to whether I really like it or actually whether it's not really my thing. One thing goes across the board no matter what we're talking about in life. Never ever make a decision about anything if you've only ever done it once and this is such a flaw that I see people doing over and over again. 
especially young people, especially teenagers, especially people who are low in self-esteem and high in anxiety. They do something once and then they decide it was awful and they're not going to do it again. It's such a shame for those people who keep on doing that repeatedly because they literally are closing off so many avenues of opportunity. And I always say to people, look, give yourself at least three opportunities. The first time it's going to be new and unusual and different and you don't really know what to make of it. The second time your nervous system and your brain are going to be going, oh, okay, I remember this. We, I think we've done this once before. Hmm, there's going to be different sensations going on. Right? And then the third time you're much more familiar with it and that's when you're in a much better place to be able to decide, actually, do I want more of this? And do I want to, do I want to explore it further? Or actually, do you know what? I've given it a go and it's probably not something for me. Either which way, it's about you making a more open-minded and more conscientious decision about what you want, what you don't want, what feels good and what doesn't. One of the things that crops up for me and for Jessica and for anybody else who's working in the field of health and well-being and helping your body to heal and helping you to feel differently, it comes up for us all, is this idea that we can't give ourselves permission because, dot, 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 because of what other people think, because of what I believe, because of what I've been taught, whatever your because is. Well, sometimes we just need permission from somebody else. Because deep down inside, we know it's what we really want to do, but there's just an element of fear. There's an element of being a little bit scared because what if it's bad? What if it's naughty? What if other people find out? What will they think? Let it go. Just let it go. It serves you no purpose. And you're not going to know what anybody else thinks because you're not in their head and <laughs> they're not going to know anyway. Unless they're in the room with you, how on earth are they going to know? Unless you decide to tell them. And then how you tell them, you can either own it and embrace it and be excited about it, in which case you've given yourself permission to enjoy it, or you can be really embarrassed and feel naughty and they don't need to say anything because you've already made yourself feel like a lump of shit. So it really is entirely up to you. But if you feel you do need permission to find out how your body works, what works for you, have a little go at connecting, just stroking your skin, doing what feels good in the shower. Yes, it could lead to masturbation, but it doesn't have to. It could lead to sex with your partner. It doesn't have to. But knowing what you like and what you don't like, you have my permission to find out if you feel that you need it. So go forth and explore. What I also want to encourage you to do, ladies, and I talked about guys being able to look at their penis so they get to know what it looks like. Most women haven't got the foggiest about what their vagina looks like. Now, call me different, call me unusual, I don't know. But I can remember when I was 11, I was fascinated by what did what did my bits look like. And I remember that I went into my parents' bedroom because they had a, a full-length mirror and, um, and had a look. I just wanted to have a look because I was intrigued, I was curious. I'm talking a long time ago and I don't think there was access then to any books or anything like that, that would show me. And, and I pretty much don't think that my dad had a, a stash of porno magazines, but he did have some porno videos. And I do remember about 12 watching one of those with my brother because I was just fascinated. 
not because I thought it was dirty or bad, although I knew obviously my dad had hidden them away because I didn't think it was appropriate to leave them lying about. And whether you agree with that or not doesn't really matter. But we did know where they were hidden because let's face it, adults, if you've got kids, right, don't fool yourself into thinking that your kids don't know where you hide stuff. They do, right? Think back when you were a kid. Did you know where your parents hid stuff? Of course you did. And so do your kids. The kids are not stupid. You know, and that's another kind of an aside. This assumption that kids are a bit stupid and dim, right? We need to let that go. They're much brighter and much more switched on than a lot of parents give them credit for. And that's a good thing. The fact that they are curious and they want to know, that should not be admonished and they shouldn't be told that they're bad or they're naughty. Why would you do that? If they were finding out how a car worked and they were lifting up the bonnet of your car and playing around with the engine, would you say the same thing? Right? Well, why do we say it about their bodies? Why do they say it about the most natural thing in the world? It makes absolutely no sense in my world at all. So have a little think about that, right? Because so many people that Jessica speaks to, and and it's not always the case with the with the people that I work with, but it does crop up. So they have no clue when it comes to, you know having sex with a partner for the first time, they're clueless. Why would you be clueless going into doing something that is such an intimate thing? You know, allowing somebody to put their hands on you and to get intimate and actually inside your body as a female and as a male, allowing yourself to go inside somebody else's body. That's a hell of a thing to not have a clue about what you're doing, right? Just doesn't make sense, does it? Right? You wouldn't do that in any other area of your life. So why do we do it when it comes to being intimate and when it comes to sex? Why do we assume that we should just know what to do and how stuff works? And yet in every other area of your life, you know full well you don't know and you go find out. Sex is no different. Pleasure is no different. So ladies, get a mirror out and have a look. Get to know your body. Get to know what feels good to you when you touch yourself, right? It's not bad and it's not dirty. And if you come from a culture that's taught you that, well, if you have to keep your mouth shut and just nod your head and agree, just to save face, you know, I'm all for that if that's what you have to do. But just know it's not true, okay? It is not true. We were designed as human beings to enjoy living, right? We were not designed. We weren't put on this planet to suffer and to be miserable. It's a fallacy that some religions teach you, um, but it's not true, okay? We are spiritual beings having a human experience, and let's enjoy that human experience, which means enjoying this incredible body that we have been given that does amazing things and allows us to experience so much in life. And that includes being healthy, tuning into what we enjoy in terms of getting out in nature and, and swimming in cold water or eating foods that you really enjoy very, very slowly so you get to taste every little mouthful, not stuffing food in because you think it's bad for you and you shouldn't be eating it. Enjoying fine wines and great alcohol because it's good quality and it's made well and it tastes amazing on your palate, not because you just want to blot out the world and your thoughts. Embrace pleasure, embrace health. The two things 
cannot be separated. You can't have a happy, healthy, wealthy life without pleasure. It is what you deserve and you are worth it. So go enjoy. And thank you for listening. Details of getting tickets to our live event are below. And once you've got your ticket, you'll find out a little bit more about what we're going to be doing afterwards. So even if you know you can't join us on the actual event live, grab a ticket anyway, because it means then you, we can update you with exactly what is happening coming up in the future. And I, for one, am really excited about it. Have a great day, evening, whatever time of day you're listening and watching. I thank you and I'll speak to you very soon.